Amen. Amen. Thank you, Miss Sharon. Praise the Lord. We have a lot to be thankful for, and uh, God has certainly blessed us. Amen. Amen. Just good to be in the house of God this morning. All right, we're continuing to preach uh, a series of messages. We'll have one more after this. This will be our, I was looking at my notes, I wasn't sure, but this will be the ninth message that I've preached on concerning the death of the believer. And um, if you've been there for most or all of those, we know that it's really been an exciting series and um, not what we might think. You know, the death of the believer is something to rejoice about, amen. And, and uh, we, are, we talked about the second coming of Christ in pretty good detail this morning for Sunday school. Had a great lesson there. We've talked about heaven. We've sung about heaven as well. And uh, we're going to be in Revelations chapter 4, Revelations chapter 4. And today we're going to be talking about the reality of the place. And I'm going to emphasize that word place because I think it's important. The reality of the place of heaven. And so Revelation chapter 4, when you find Revelation chapter 4, if you're physically able, go ahead and stand with me. We're going to read, it's just a short chapter, only 11 verses. We're going to read all uh, 11 verses. I'm not going to preach on them all, but I just want you to take notice of some of the things that are going to be happening here. Um, I believe that uh, uh, doctrinally speaking here, we, we have the church raptured up, amen, that is believers and uh, John uh, is giving us a glimpse of some activity that's taking place uh, there in heaven. And so these are things that if you're saved this morning, you'll get to see someday. Amen. And certainly excited about that. But Revelations chapter 4, notice all these things that are going on in uh, chapter 4 of Revelations, beginning with verse 1. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither. Amen. Uh, the next great event on God's calendar is the church is going to come up hither. Amen. And I will show thee uh, things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven and one set on the throne. So John on the island of Patmos is getting a vision, if you will, uh, of heaven. And he that sat was to look upon like as jasper and a sardine stone and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Think about this. And round about the throne were twenty and four seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold, and out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. <clears throat> and before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, the second beast like a calf, third beast like a face of man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts uh, had each of them six wings round about him. They were full of eyes within, <clears throat> and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. The God, God said Moses one time, I am that I am. Amen. There it is again. <coughs> Verse 9, And when those beasts uh, give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things for thy pleasure, they, uh, for thy pleasure they are and were created. What a tremendous passage of Scripture. Father, we thank you for this day. We pray now, dear Lord, that you'll 
<clears throat> bless the preaching of the Word of God this morning. And Father, we saw some things here that are taking place in that place called heaven, Lord. And I want to try to emphasize that today. And uh, Father, I hope and pray if there might be any here today, Lord, that are not saved. Uh, Father, that, uh, uh, you know, or maybe depending on something else other than the shed blood of Christ to get them to heaven, that maybe through this message, the reality of heaven, they would see their need to be saved. And Father, for that believer, it might be struggling in some area of life, whether it's in sin or maybe uh, just down, uh, Father, spiritually, whatever the case is. Help them to see that the reality of heaven could be a great blessing to them today as well. Father, help us to get a hold of some things. We'll thank you for all you're going to do ahead of time. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. You can go ahead and be seated. Amen. Now, I mentioned there a while ago, what a, what a tremendous passage of Scripture. And it's just 11 verses, and, and we could probably just, uh, well, you know, some preachers could. I'm, I'm not, you know, that great. But, but certainly somebody that was expert in the Word of God could probably just preach a, a whole series of messages, maybe a whole series of Sunday school lessons just on Revelations chapter 4. And these things that are happening, I mean, you could probably write a 1,000 or 1,500-page book uh, just based on what we see out of these uh, 11 verses. Uh, and, and certainly that is a great study. But for today, I want us to see something really very simple, and I'm just going to say logical, about this amazing passage. And we saw all those magnificent things that, that were, are, are taking place, and I believe are in many ways are taking place even right now as we, as we speak. And the thing is, I want you to understand, for all of these things to be taking place, literally taking place, uh, they're, they're, these things have to take place in a place. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, this isn't just a, uh, some type of fairy tale. This isn't just some type of state of mind. I'm here to tell you that heaven is a place, and we see all these different things, and there's much more than this, as the Bible reveals, that all these things can only take place in a place. Amen! I think that's important. This isn't, like I said, a state of mind. This isn't a fairy tale. This isn't a, uh, something that just reveals a truth about God. This is a real place where things that are beyond imagination are taking place even right now as we speak. So again, there's the reality of the place of heaven. And when it comes to the word heaven, uh, certainly depending on who you're talking to, could certainly mean a lot of things, and, and a vast majority of them not true. Um, unfortunately, many do not see heaven as a real place. They don't see this as something that's literally happening, uh, but the Bible makes it clear that it is. Uh, for some, heaven is really just a... A, a simple state of existence. It's a, it's a figure of speech. Heaven is what you want it to be, those types of things. We, we hear those types of things. Uh, uh, heaven, for some, again, is, is just a, 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 a state of mind. Uh, for some, heaven is really just pure speculation. In other words, it can be whatever you want it to be. Some even believe that, that, that they experience heaven even now. Aren't you glad that that the, there's nothing about this earth that's heaven-like, amen? Uh, I'm glad that it's a lot better than this. Uh, for some, it's a, 
a mystical place where, you know, uh, the great golf course on the sky or where I can fish all I want. I, I understand that, but listen, heaven is a great deal more than that. Amen? It's not some mystical place that we get to live our, our fantasies out. Amen? Heaven is much greater than that. Amen? Much better than that. And I believe that's important. Uh, so it's not a mystical place where fantasies can be entertained. Now, there are some that say, you know what, I, I cannot know if there's a heaven or not. Uh, I'm not necessarily against heaven, but I'm not really for heaven. Uh, maybe it is, it may be, maybe it isn't. I guess I'll find out when I die what a terrible way to live. Uh, and then there are some that are just so wrapped up in this world that this heaven is their home. And, and, or they'll say, well, you know, hey, I got living to do. Uh, I talked to a man one time that was on his deathbed, and he got pretty upset with me. Uh, he died just a week and a half later, and he told me, he said, I got too much going on in my life right now to be worried about heaven and hell. And I thought, wow, how, how sad, how pitiful. Uh, and, and so again, we're not talking about a lifestyle change, amen. We're talking about either spending eternity in heaven or eternity in hell, amen. And so listen, I want you to understand hell is real, but today heaven is real. It's a real place. And real people go there, amen. Our Savior is there. Uh, now there are some that, that are very interested in heaven. They're, and when I say in heaven, I'm talking about the reality of heaven, amen. Uh, I believe anybody that's truly saved would be most interested in heaven. I would think that, that you would really want to try to find out all you could about it. Uh, in our messages during this series, we've looked at the death of the believer and how our body will die, yet our redeemed soul and spirit will go to be with the Lord. Yet that body, the resurrection of the body, amen, which returns, which returns to the dust, will be resurrected, a new body, amen. We spent a couple messages on that. And so the believer knows that one day they will most definitely be in a place, a literal place, called heaven. Isn't that wonderful? Hey, I tell you what, that ought to excite you. If that don't excite you, I, I don't know. There might be some things going on in your life. But uh, definitely be in a place called heaven. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm anxious to know all I can about it. Amen. And I don't believe we're going to really truly understand it until we get there. Uh, but I do know this. We sing that song, heaven sounding sweeter all the time. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want to look at a few things, again, about the reality of the place of heaven. And I hope it will be a, a blessing and a great encouragement to you this morning. And I've already said it a couple times, but let's investigate this a little bit more. Number one, heaven is an actual place. And let me give you an illustration. Right now... We are in the church house. We're, we're, you know, we're not in a state of mind <laughs> called the church house. <laughs> we are in the place of the church house, amen? Uh, we're not here in spirit uh, as far as how some people use that word, you know. Well, I can't be there with you physically, but I'll be there with you in spirit. Uh, that's not a bad thing to say, perhaps. But I'm just telling you, we are literally in this place called the church house. It's not a state of mind. It's not a figment of our imagination. It's not a mystical place, amen. It is an actual place that you got out of your real car, walked through those real doors, two sets of doors, saw real people, and you're sitting in this place, amen. And everybody ought to be at the place of the church in the house on Sunday morning, right? But now listen, I want you to understand, we're not speculating that we're here, right? If you're here, say amen. Okay, so you're really here. 
All right? We're not speculating that we're here. All right? We know that we are in a place. Amen. Now, we know heaven just as much as this is a real place. Heaven is a real place. Amen? Because it is a place that we don't just go to, but we go into. Amen? So it's real, and we can praise the Lord for that. And I praise the Lord for that. I mentioned this verse earlier today. Actually, we looked at it in Sunday school this morning. But we know heaven is a real place because it's a place we go into. Jesus said in John 14, verse, beginning with verse 2, In my Father's house, my Father's house are many mansions, are not so. I would have told you, I go to prepare a place, amen, for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Amen. That sounds like a place, amen? Jesus has promised us, he has prepared us a place to go into. It's not a dream, it's not a fairy tale, but an actual place that the saved go into, amen? And we read there in Revelations just now where John saw a door. A door is found in a place. In this place, that is a place called heaven. Uh, in that place, John saw a throne, amen, uh, and one that sat upon the throne. That is Christ. He saw 24 elders. He saw crowns and lamps and a sea of glass. He saw living creatures. He saw, he saw and even heard with his ears worship to the one on the throne. Again, that is Christ. I want you to understand this is an actual place, amen. And I believe these things are going on even right now. And Jesus has promised all those who believe on him that you'll go to that place. Amen. Is heaven real to you this morning? If it isn't, I'm trying to convince you, amen. I'm trying to convince you what the Word of God says. We mentioned this in Sunday school as well. Jesus in his model prayer for us uh, says that we should pray our Father which art in heaven. Amen. It's a place, I'm telling you. Uh, heaven, heaven certainly is many things. It is the dwelling place of God. Heaven is a place that Christ came from to die on our sin. Heaven is a place that Christ ascended back to from the Mount of Olives. Amen. And that very same heaven where God and the Father, God the Father and God the Son are at this very moment is the place of the saved in Jesus. Amen. The redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. It's a place. So in case you're wondering, I want you to understand that heaven is a real place. Amen. It's a real place. And real people go there. Amen. And real, some real people don't go there. Number two. Now, it's, now we know that it's a place. What kind of place? Uh, the kind of place heaven is. We know heaven's a place. But what kind of place is it? You know, I hear about different places, but I don't necessarily have never been there. I wonder sometimes what it's like to be in this certain place, maybe here on earth. In the world, there's all kinds of different places. Uh, uh, there are crowded places. There are desolate places. There are fun places. There are sad places. There's peaceful places. There's frightening places. Uh, uh, there are places that we, we call homes, amen. And, and some of those places, Miss Sharon was just singing there, some may be extravagant. Some are humble in many ways. But, but hey, this, this is not a figure of speech. We, we know there's all kinds of places, but what kind of places are they? Heaven's a place, but what kind of place is it? Now, uh, first of all, I'd like to bring this out because I think this is important. I think this, I think this dwells and drags us down more than we realize sometimes. And what I mean by this is, is, is the first thing that we'll talk about what kind of place heaven is. Think about the world today. The world today is a lot of things that aren't good. But in a nutshell, the world today is chaotic and unorganized. 
Would you agree with that? I mean, I mean, you can't get the truth. You don't know who to believe. I mean, it, it is just chaotic. It is unorganized. Now, there are, that doesn't mean that individuals aren't. There's some very uh, organized, orderly individuals. But I think we would all agree that the, the world system is chaotic. It's a mess. I mean, it's just, there's no structure to it, you know, whatsoever. But as we learned this morning uh, concerning the millennial reign of Christ, heaven is a place of perfect order. Aren't you looking forward to that? Aren't you looking forward to that day in your existence, if you're saved this morning, that everything will be right? Amen. Everything uh, will be happening in the correct way. Amen. Uh, it, it's amazing to me. I think that we probably long for that more than we realize today. Uh, everything will, 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 will be perfect. Uh, um, uh, we read there in verse 4 about the throne. I think that's important because this tells us that heaven is a place, and, and this is important to understand, that heaven is a place of authority. Amen? Heaven isn't just where you just do what you want to do. Heaven is a place of authority. Uh, a place of, listen to this, it's even a place, and, and I don't want you to compare it to earthly government, but it is a place of righteous government. Of course, Jesus is king, and that's why, right? And so it is a, it is a perfect place uh, uh, of, 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 of peace even. It's, 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 it's in order. And I don't know about you, but I think we long for that more than we realize sometimes. And, and Jesus, he told us to, to pray about God's will here on earth as it is in heaven, remember? And so again, we understand that, 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 that that's not how it is in, in, on the earth right now, but we want order like it is in heaven. Someday that's going to happen in our existence. And again, I believe we long for a place of perfect order, or at least I think most of us will and do, but I'm telling you, we have that place, and it's called heaven. Amen. Uh, there, listen, uh, this world, hey, listen, this world, this world system as it is right now is doomed. Amen. There, there's no saving this world system. It's going to have to die, right? But there is perfect order uh, in that place called heaven. What else will heaven be like? Well, certainly it's going to be beautiful, amen. I, I, I've hit on this already. But it's apparent that God loves beautiful things, amen. Uh, and and, and uh, even this fallen earth, there are beautiful things uh, for our eyes to see and, and, and to enjoy. Uh, it is true that the Bible does speak of, the, of heaven's beauty in many ways. We read some of that already. Uh, but for now, uh, as we've learned, we see a lot of things through a, through a dark glass. And, and in our text, John saw into heaven. We, uh, we know as well, Paul saw into heaven. Others have saw into heaven. Ezekiel comes to mind. Uh, we know of the walls of jasper, the foundations with precious stones, streets of transparent gold. That's got to be beautiful. I don't know what that looks like, but it's got to be beautiful. Uh, the magnificent uh, uh, gates made of single pearls. I mean, could you imagine seeing that? If you're saved, someday you will. Yet knowing all that information uh, certainly gives us an idea, um, but it would be like trying to describe maybe the beauty of a mountain sunset to an individual that's never seen before, that's never been able to see with their eyes. I mean, you could explain it to them. You could give them every detail. And no doubt it would probably even bless their heart and excite them a little bit, but they would never truly understand it. And let's say that, that uh, we did uh, describe it as best as we could, and, 
and uh, God miraculously heals that blind person and, and they go see that mountain sunset for themselves, I'm sure they would say it is far more beautiful than you described it. Amen. And I believe that is the same for heaven. Amen. We have a lot of scripture. We know it's beautiful, but I don't think we realize how beautiful. Amen. It's going to be beyond. The only thing we got to compare it to are some beautiful things here on earth, but I think they're going to fail in comparison to the beauty uh, of, of heaven. There is no doubt about that. So it's going to be a beautiful place. I believe that's one uh, thing that it'll be like. Um, what will heaven be like? Uh, I believe it'll be a place of activity. You know, Brother, Brother Billy hit on this this morning as we was having a discussion in Sunday school. And in other words, uh, doing the will of God is not going to be boring, amen? Doing the will of God is, is not uh, to, to be routine. I've hit on this before. I think this is why we got a lot of depression in the world today. It's because God made us to be active. Amen. Praise the Lord. And that activity is going to be intensified when we get to heaven. Amen. You're probably saying, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, preacher. Wait, what do you mean activity? I thought heaven was me sitting around eating bonbons and being fanned for eternity. What, what are you talking about activity? Well, you don't understand what heaven is. You don't understand why God made you. Amen. Revelation 22 3 says, and there shall be no more curse, talking about uh, heaven here, uh, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. That's heaven, amen. And notice what it says at the end of the verse, and his servants shall serve him. Amen. And you're still going, well, now wait a minute, preacher. Heaven's all about me, right? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. In our minds as of now, we, we may not fully grasp all of this. It's just kind of our human sinful nature. And uh, we might think of, I thought heaven was rest and contentment and, and peace and, and you know, not, not having anything to do. But again, that's not how God made us. Amen? And there are a lot of people trying to live that life on this side of eternity. And that's why they are the way they are. That's why they're a miserable lot. That's certainly not why God made us. I want to tell you something. Not only now, but certainly in heaven, God made us to be busy. Amen. He made us to be active. Uh, Adam and Eve, before they fell, they had a lot to do. Amen. They were busy people. No doubt about that. They had much to do. It, was, uh, it was, didn't become unhappy until, uh, until the fall. But heaven will be a place of never tiring activity. Never tiring activity. Activity that will bring us great pleasure, great purpose, and everlasting contentment. Amen? It'll be something that we've never experienced on that level before. A place where every ability that we have given to us by the grace of God will be, will be exercised to its fullest potential. I'm here to tell you, you, will, you, you are not going to experience that till you get to heaven. Amen? It's going to be a place of activity, a place of, of busyness. And I'm looking forward to it. Amen? So praise the Lord. It, it'll be a place of activity. Make no mistake about that. What else will heaven be like? Well, we looked at this in our last message and about knowing one another in heaven. That was a great little message last Sunday, wasn't it? What a comfort about knowing one another in heaven. Heaven's going to be a place where we interact with loved ones and friends with one another. We'll be known as we're known, right? We'll interact in perfect harmony, perfect companionship, perfect communion. You know, no gossip, no wrong things said. 
no thing, no wrong things even thought. Amen. Isn't that going to be wonderful? Amen. Praise. And I'm going to almost go through this one because we talked about it in great detail last week or week before last, but, but a perfect place, a perfect province, a perfect peace, and a perfect people. Amen. I, I'm looking for heaven sounding sweeter all the time. One last thing before we, we go on to number three. One last thing concerning what heaven will be like. It will be a place of unhindered worship and praise. You know, for those in the Bible who saw into heaven, they all record the worship of, of heavenly beings and angels. We, we read about that some here in Revelation 4, just some astounding things that are hard for us to get our, our, our minds around. And, and, and they saw these things. And I believe these things are going on even right now. You know, I, I've had the privilege of being in some church services or, or meetings, if you will, uh, on this side of eternity where, where the worship and praise of God was something very powerful and strong that stirred my heart. Unfortunately, we don't, we don't have a lot of that, and it's, it's sad we could. We could have it every service. There's no doubt in my mind about it. But, but, but again, we, we understand what we're talking about here. It's just, you know, this, this is the earth, right? Um, but with that said, when we're talking about the kind of worship that is described here in our text and other places in the Bible, uh, much like describing the beauty of heaven, we see, again, through a dark glass, I think concerning heavenly worship and praise. I, again, I don't think we really understand it. We can't comprehend it for all that it's going to entail. I like what one preacher said from years gone by. He's been gone a long time. But he was talking about praise and worship. And he said here, talking about the earth, he said, here the heart lags, does it not? I mean, we hear a message, we get excited. Maybe we hear a song, we get excited. But, but after a while, the heart lags, doesn't it? And we, it's just this world. It has, a, it has a pull on us that's just, you know, it just, you know, as they say, you know, bums me out. <laughs> You know, and, and, and we struggle with that. Now, it don't have to happen, but, but it does. Um, I'm guilty of it, too. Hey, I'm, I'm right there with you. But, but again, uh, I, I believe in heaven, nothing is going to work at spoiling perfect worship. Amen. I'll tell you what. And a lot's going to have to do with our glorified bodies. But there, I'm just telling you, there's going to come a day when we're going to realize with perfect worship, and I'll even throw praise in there. There is a difference between the two, by the way. But I'll just throw praise in there as well. Listen, it'll be a perfect time of worship and praise coming in our existence. Experience like we've never, like we couldn't even imagine today. Amen. And I believe that's what heaven uh, is going to be like. As I said, it's going to be a, a wonderful place of, of wonderful activity. So, we've seen heaven's an actual place. You agree with that? Say amen. Number two, we've seen what kind of place heaven is. Uh, all the different things. Amen. Number three, and I'll be done. Heaven is the place that we call home. Amen. Jesus said, in my Father's house. Amen. Now think about that. You know, home is a word that even here on this side of eternity, for a lot of us, uh, not, not everybody, but, but I would say most of us, home is a word that, that brings a lot of sweetness to it. Amen. Maybe our mind goes back to our childhood to our mother, you know, maybe a grandmother perhaps or what have you. Uh, if you've been married a long time and children and grandchildren, certainly your home goes back to that place maybe where you've spent many, many years with your, with your husband or your wife and saw your children grow up in those areas. I mean, there, there's a fondness to that, amen, a sweetness to that. Uh, and and I, I believe that's uh, 
a, a wonderful thing to experience. Often when we think of home, we think of family, we think of comfort, we think of, of happiness. Um, you know, who doesn't long for home after they've had a hard day at work? You know, just, you know you've had a bad day at work, you've been gone all day, uh, you're just ready to, you know, as, as most of us country people say, I'm ready to get to the house, amen. You know, I'm, I'm ready to get to the house. Um, or maybe you've been away a long time. Maybe, maybe you know, military guys, what, what have you. You've been, a long, you've been away from home for a long time. Uh, I, I tell you, it, it's a wonderful feeling to get home, amen, even on this side of eternity. At home, there, you know, it's not just those that are there that we love, and certainly that's what makes home home for me on this side of eternity is where my family is. But at home, we also like the things that are home, amen. You know, I like my glass, that glass that I drink my tea out of. It just isn't as good out of those other glasses. I want that glass, right? And I want to sit in that chair, right? And I want to watch that TV, and I want that TV turned like this. And that's part of what makes home home, right? In other words, the things that are home make it home, amen? We can all relate to that. And, and, and I just want you to, to understand that, that that's normal. Uh, and, and most have known even what it is to be homesick, you know. Um, I, I kind of go back to my time in the Navy, you know, boot camp and A school and some, some other training. I was just so busy I didn't think about it. But the time came where I was kind of in between commands and I had like five days where I just absolutely had nothing to do. And so I was just kind of stuck. And uh, just sitting there doing nothing, twiddling my thumbs, just check in every morning. That's all I had to do. And, man, I got so homesick. I mean, I was, like, ready to go AWOL. I was like, I'm getting on a bus. I'm going back to the house. I don't want to be here no more. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. I got over it. But uh, we, we all know what it is to be homesick, right? Um, I think we all, we all understand that because we like the things that are there. Now, we sing a great song of the faith. I'm not going to sing it, of course, because I don't want to ruin it for you. But we think about that wonderful song, Sweet Beulah Land, where the Bible says, or the, the song says, I'm kind of homesick for a country to which I've never been before. So there are things in heaven that I long for. A lot of those things make heaven heaven. Now, as we learned last week, Jesus is what makes heaven heaven. Amen. But there are things, as we've even just explored a few of those today, that make heaven heaven. Amen. Now, I'm looking forward to that. And sometimes we, I think the older we get we, we, and the more we grow in the Lord and understand our Bibles, I believe it's natural for us to be homesick for a country to which we've never been before. I think as more and more of those that we love are already there, amen, I'm kind of homesick for a country to which I've never been before. Amen. Where, the, where it says, no sad goodbyes will there be spoken, for time won't matter anymore. Ah, I'm looking forward to that, amen. Praise God, that's shouting ground. Uh, Beulah land, I'm, I'm longing for you, and someday on thee I'll stand. There my home shall be eternal, Beulah land, sweet Beulah land. Now I wonder if you can sing that this morning and understand it, that there is a literal place called heaven and there are things that are going to bring contentment and joy to our soul like we can't even begin to imagine right now there are things in heaven 
that are waiting for us. Amen. That are there. That's going to make heaven uh, uh, sweet. Amen. So here, here's, here's the deal, and I'm done. I pray, first of all, that we're all saved today. You see, you, know, you might believe in a better place, but that don't mean you're going there. Listen, if you, if you think you're going to make heaven because you've followed some rules or you, know, uh, you feel like your good outweighs your bad, whatever you want to throw in there, I've been through these things several times, not going to do it today. But I'm just telling you, if you're dependent on anything, if you're dependent on anything except the shed blood of Christ shed on your behalf and through faith, amen, accepting the Son of God as your Savior, I'm here to tell you, heaven will not be your home it won't be your home so if you're not saved today and you want to go to this wonderful place that i fall so short to even begin to describe the beauty of it uh, the splendor of it but i would think that anybody today would rather go there than the exact opposite of that the glory and splendor of heaven to the same degree as the awfulness of hell it's more awful than we can imagine we, we, we kind of imagine what it would be like to burn, but I'm just telling you, we don't, un we don't even come close to understanding the horrors of hell. We don't understand the glory of heaven. We don't understand the horrors of hell. But we know that we'd rather go to heaven than go to hell. I don't need to know right now. Amen. I know enough right now, by the grace of God, I want to go to heaven. Amen. Jesus Christ says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It's all about Jesus. Amen. So if you're not saved, I would hope that you'd want to get saved. And if you are saved, here's what I'd like for you to do. And I understand we have physical limitations. But you ought to just come to this altar. And I was thinking as Miss Sharon was singing the song a while ago. We ought to just come to this altar and thank the Lord for a real place called heaven. A real, actual, literal, tangible place that you're going to walk around in, probably fly around in, called heaven. Think about that. Think about that. Now, I don't know what you're going through today. And you might be going through a great deal, and I don't mean to take away from that. We all, hey, listen, sometimes we, we have tribulations, trials, amen. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that you're uh, overreacting in any way. Uh, I, I'm just saying we all, we all have a hard time. But I want this to be a comfort to you, amen. To know that one of these days, there will be that perfect place, amen, uh, uh, where, where everything will be right. Perfect order, amen. Uh, no, no diseases, no accidents, no troubles. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore, amen. I, I'm just telling you, Christian, you just got to endure for a little while, for a little while. Does the Bible not tell us that our life is like a vapor? It is. Miss Dorothy, 102 years old, she'd probably sit and tell you it's gone by quick. I'm sure Brother Billy, he's, he's crowding 100 himself. I'm sure he would say it's gone by quick. Amen. We understand. It's, hey, life's a vapor. It goes by quick. So I'm just trying to get you to understand your existence, eternal peace and joy, is not going to be based and settled on what you're going through today. You're going to have a whole eternity a whole eternity where all these things that get us down down here will cease to be. And when we've been there 10,000 years, <laughs> amen.
we'll still be shouting hallelujah. I believe, I believe, now time don't matter. I don't, it's hard to really fathom all this, but as we know 10,000 years today, I believe even after the end of that 10,000 years, we'll still just be as excited and happy and joyful as the day we step foot into heaven. <laughs> Woo! I've been wanting to do that ever since I preached up here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Heaven real? I believe it's real. You'd shout too. Amen. <laughs> Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. God's speaking to your heart this morning. You step out and come.